Today, October 1st, our Holy Orthodox Church gives remembrance of one historic event in the life of the Church and also some of the saints. And today's selections give us a good example of how the tradition of the church is continued across the whole history, beginning in the New Testament, the book of Acts, and down to our present day. So let us begin with the earliest event, and that is and the earliest person, that is, the holy apostle Ananias. We read about him in the New Testament, especially in the event where St. Paul is converted. The holy apostle Ananias was one of the 70. He eventually became bishop in Damascus, a city which still exists. But when St. Paul was blinded by his encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, he was told to send for Ananias and that God would take care of him. And so, in response to a vision from God, Ananias baptized Saul. His sight was returned to him, and he became the Apostle Paul and courageously preached the gospel in the face of all persecution. St. Ananias, like I said, went on to be the bishop of Damascus. We see this, a continuation of the life of the New Testament church. We don't read about this in the book of Acts, that he became the bishop of Damascus. We just read that he was one of the 70 and that he was instrumental in Paul's conversion. So we see how the church continued on. Ananias didn't simply just drop off the planet or disappear, but he continued to be used by God. Eventually, he was stoned to death in the city of Eulotheropolis, and his holy relics were taken to Damascus and later to Constantinople. About 400 years later, the church is still going. It didn't disappear. It didn't go off the tracks. It didn't become irrelevant. It continued as the church. And out of that church was developed a young man named Romanus the Melodist. And he is celebrated in the 5th century. He was born in the town, Syrian town of Emesa, 
He was illiterate and with no musical training. And he was despised by certain educated clergy. He served in the church, but he, he was illiterate and was not gifted in music. Saint Romanus prayed weeping to the Mother of God, and she appeared to him in a dream, held a piece of paper out to him, and told him to swallow it. The following day was Christmas Day, and Romanus went up to the Ambo and with an angelic voice sang the hymn, Today the Virgin. That virgin, that's the hymn we sing at Christmas. Today the Virgin gives birth to the transcendent one. He, those words came out of his mouth, and he sang it beautifully. And this has come down to us as the Kentuckian of the Feast of the Nativity. All marveled at the words of, this, of the hymn and at the singer's voice. Receiving thus the gift of song from the Mother of God, Romanus composed more than a thousand contacia. A thousand. He died as a deacon of the great church in Constantinople in 530 and went to join the angelic choir. So we went from the first century to the fifth century. And lastly, I want to mention an event that happened in the 10th century, in the year 911, on October 1st. And this has to do, again, with the Mother of God. The Church has always glorified the Most Holy Mother of God as the protectress and defender of the Christian people, entreating by her intercession God's loving kindness towards us sinners. The Mother of God's aid has been clearly shown times without number, both to individuals and to peoples, both in peace and in war, both in monastic deserts and in crowded cities. The event that the Church commemorates and celebrates today proves this constant protection of the Christian people by the Mother of God. On October 1st, in the year 911, in the, tem- in the, in the time of the Emperor Leo the Wise, there was an all-night vigil at the Black Renee Church of the Mother of God in Constantinople. The church was crowded. St. Andrew, the fool for Christ, was standing at the back of the church with his disciple, Epiphanius. At four o'clock in the morning, this really was an all-night vigil, four o'clock in the morning, the Most Holy Mother of God appeared above the people with a veil spread over her outstretched hands as though to protect them with this covering. She was clad in gold-encrusted purple and shone with an unspeakable radiance, surrounded by apostles, saints, martyrs, and virgins. Seeing this vision, St. Andrew gestured towards it and asked Epiphanius, Do you see how the Queen and Lady of all is praying for the whole world? Epiphanius replied, Yes, Father, I see it, and I stand in dread. As a result, this commemoration was instituted to remind us both of this event and of the Mother of God's constant protection whenever we prayerfully seek that protection, that shelter in distress. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory.